Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Pod is War. Pod is War is brought to you by the good folks at Chairshot Radio Network in conjunction with... TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And use your heads, we shall. We implore you to. We hope you do. And take them to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash TheChairShot. We've got something for everybody. We've got Save Tag Team Wrestling, Baron Corbin Sucks, Jesus Did the Job, Hashtag Journalism, and many, 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 many more. If you enjoy the content that we provide as a website, a staff, an organization, and a melon farming crew day in and day out, do us a favor. Show us some love. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shop. Please and thank you, thank you, and please. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, the Reverend Christopher Platt. As always, I'm joined by Andrew Belas and the Commissioner, PC Tunney. And first and foremost, I got to give you props, Tunney, because I just knew you were going to play Tutti Fruity. Please, son. (laughs) (laughs) As you all know, unless you've been hiding under a rock, which you probably still know, uh, we lost one of the great ones this past weekend. The legend himself, Little Richard, transitioned and... I mean, I there's no way I can overstate his impact. He is the father of modern music. He influenced everybody. And when I say everybody, I mean everybody. So this is a huge loss. Uh, you know, Tony, it's funny, man. We're, we're about the same age. Balls, you might have seen this as well. But I remember a lot in the 80s and especially in the 90s, you would always see Lil Richard on television shows or award shows or uh, talk shows or whatever. And he was always so angry, and he'd always be so pissed off. Like, they stole from me, he stole from me, they all stole from me. And, you know, he was upset that he wasn't getting his propers. And quite frankly, he was a thousand percent correct. I don't think he does get the love and the appreciation that he deserves. I really don't. Just for how influential he is, and like I said, he is the father of modern music. I, I don't think people realize how influential he is. They just see him as the flamboyant dude. On the piano. In accordance with how important he is to rock and roll music, you're right. He absolutely does not get his due without a shadow of a doubt. I 100% agree with you. I just don't have a lot to yeah. say about it. Sorry. No, I, I noticed. Yes, everybody's <laughs> a little tongue-tied this evening. Now, no worries, man. I, I, I said what I had to say. We can move on if y'all want. I'm okay with moving on. Well, all right, okay. All right, Andy strikes again. Anywho, <laughs> you're an ACDC fan, right? Right, balls. You mean a, a fan of the four songs they have that they played about twenty eight different ways with different lyrics? Yeah, no, not really. All right, they're, well, they're, they're not awful. They're, they're, right, they're not awful, but they're about as original as I can't even think of something without originality. All right, <laughs> all right what about what about Zeppelin? They're okay. Okay, you're not helping my cause. We no, I'm not. I'm not All a big. Right. I'm not a big '70s rock music guy. That that's kind of where I was at. Mm-mm. '80s is my my jam. Huh? All that woo and ah. Woo. Okay, but who? You, no, what I'm saying is, who you think they got that from? That's all I'm trying to say. Oh, that's you're right. I'm not, I'm not gonna argue with you. I just can't elaborate as much as you did because you're completely right. Everywhere from what Jerry Lee Lewis all the way up through the Beatles and God knows what else all took a little bit. Yeah, fuck. Even Prince. Prince was basically the more modern version of that. And it's just Little Richard Brown. came up a little too yeah. early, probably, and that's why he doesn't get the recognition because there wasn't the same kind of 
scene. There wasn't the same kind of eyes on the scene at the time. So when he came up and he influenced everybody, you saw the influence. You, you saw the people that were influenced and not the person doing the influencing until after the fact. And then they just all thought it was part of the same genre. See, ladies, take a tip from Platt. When you tickle the balls a little bit, you get a whole lot more. <sighs> I would say there were other... Uh, that could be a title, that's too. too. That's really that's long title. That's what she said. But I'm not going to go there. <laughs> but you were saying, Chris? No, I definitely I wouldn't have all green boxes on my posting on the website for, you know, the, the title one would be red. Tickle, t- tickle balls, blank, blank, blank. What? Tickle balls. There, <laughs> that's it. Tickle balls. Woo! Hot as war. Tickle balls. Woo! That's the sound you make. Yeah. Tickle balls get tickled. Yeah. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire right there. <laughs> yeah, I think there were some other reasons as to why he doesn't get his propers, but I'm not going to go there. Before we move I mean, on. Yeah. I, I do have to send a, a special uh, happy birthday to another legend, Stevie Wonder. We're recording this on a Wednesday. Today is Stevie's birthday. Also, R.I.P. A comedic legend, Jerry Stiller, who got up out of here Sunday morning, which that's a big loss. The more modern fans, you guys would know him probably from his stints on or his roles on King of Queens and Seinfeld, where he basically played the same character. Also, you know, father to Ben Stiller, who's a funny melon farmer in his own right. And even the mom was funny she's a comedic actress as well that was just a fun that's just a funny ass family but r.i.p to jerry stiller stiller as well all right let's take let's take he, a quick... he was he was 92 so that's that's a, a little easier for a pill to swallow though yeah he had a good run but yeah, yeah nonetheless he'll, he'll be missed mm-hmm. let's take a quick break we'll be right back with topic number one thechairshot.com always use your head Much like Arnold Schwarzenegger in the movie Junior with Danny DeVito, the man is once again pregnant. Becky Lynch, Lego, my ego, she's prego. And Seth Rollins seems to be the papa. Uh, From what I've seen, they are engaged, not married, still. But she is 33 years old, and she is pregnant with her first kid. Gentlemen, I think the bigger story, and before I get to that, congratulations from... There's one little fucking gnat flying around in here, pissing me off. And I want everybody listening to fucking know it, because we're not doing anything until this is over with. You hear me, gnat? <laughs> Fucker. Did we get him? Well, Maybe? that that gnat is very socially aware to give congratulations to, you know, a I wrestling know. couple having a baby. God damn. That what was kinda... my whole thing. Congratulations from the fucking gnat right I there. I think we nice. got rid of that problem. I think we did. Who knows? It could be a part two. Let's hope not. Uh, Why but first you and foremost, kill that but, intelligent ass gnat. What is wrong with you? He literally just said congratulations to these people having a baby, and you're gonna kill it. You should have donated that shit to science or something, man. You could have lived with it like Joe's apartment and the roaches that used to talk to him. Oh, that'd be great. They can sing the towel song. I love that. Funky tower. Tower's got the funk. <laughs> so, congratulations first and foremost to Becky Lynch. We're more than happy for her on a level of someone entering the world of parenthood 
So congratulations from Pot is War. But the real question, fellas, is could she have waited longer? Was it the right time to do this? I mean, you give up the belt. Do you think this happened on accident? I mean, there's so many questions around here that you want to know about. And we really don't have the right to know all this stuff. It's none of our business. But I'll be damned if we're not going to sit here and shoot the shit about it for a little bit. Well, first and foremost, sir, um, it was um, Schwarzenegger was, um, that was Junior. That's Danny DeVito and him. Yeah, no, you said you said uh, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito and him were in twins. Oh, who was in Junior? Was uh, Emma Thompson? Who that's the that? one where where he gets where he's impregnated. Yeah, that's Junior. I thought Danny DeVito was in both. Nah, well, you can fact. Oh, you'll fact check that. Okay, cool. But uh, no, so first off, I I do I second PC's emotions as well. DeVito that was in us. both. Okay, that comes whatever. Bite me. Anywho. I, I, you know, first thing, man, I don't think that it's our business or our right to say whether or not this was the right time. I understand you were setting up the topic. You didn't, you weren't trying to speak out of school. I understand that, but we, yeah, I'm not going down that that can of weeds. I don't even know if weeds come in cans, but anyway, I, I, I don't think the thing is. I think that this was very. I thought that I think this was thought out. I don't think this was a scenario where, oh, shit, the condom broke. I, I think that this was a decision that she made. She's getting up there in years. And, you know, financially, they're in a good place. But, you know, the older you get as a woman, the more at risk those types of things tend to be. So this was probably a really good wheelhouse to go ahead. If you if you were going to do it, this was a good time to do it. Um Other than that, I don't know what to say, but congratulations, man. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. And. Who knows when she's going to be back? I don't know. Again, but I think this was thought out. So I think she has some sort of blueprint as to, okay, we're going to do this, and then I'll be back. Obviously, we're not going to see her for at least a year. And even after that, I mean, you don't know. She might take the motherhood and just, you know, decide to go a different route or go a different avenue and not want to take bumps anymore. You just never know. It's hard for me to believe that this is the last that we've seen of her in the WWE ring, even if she comes back sporadically, like, you know, when they bring back the big names for SummerSlam or WrestleMania or something like that. Maybe that's the situation. Or hell, I don't know, man. Shit, Lacey Evans homeschools her daughter, which conceivably would allow her to travel and be on the road with them, so... There's no telling, man. Uh, I'm very happy for the couple, and you know I, I pray that she has a drama-free pregnancy and everything works out. But um, I don't know, man. We'll see. And let's be fair. Everybody homeschools their kids right now, so homeschooling ain't exactly special. <laughs> but it's, it's because of the situation we're in that I think I think you're mostly right. Or because she's gone on about her and Seth have known each other for a while and it's not like it's exactly something crazy that there was probably a plan but I feel like this was a, a COVID boredom a, a quarantine baby basically because it's not like there's any house shows it's not like there's a ton of traveling because they're just going to the performance center so at some point it turns into eh, what else we got to do she's, so, due, she's due in December yeah so, because I, I, I feel like if it was planned, so, some, so sometime planned in March, dropping the belt normally. Sometime in March. Either yeah, they, either they decided that they were going to try, or that <laughs> the goalie got pulled on accidentally or something. And I mean, she can't dictate WWE creative because <laughs> I mean, Seth, Seth has always been unsafe. Ask Sting and ask Finn Balor. Oh, so, let, let's, See, uh... this is this is the good content I wanted from this conversation. <laughs> 
So that, Look that's at you, all high and mighty over there. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying he's to just happy this. this pullout game works and Amber's not listening right now. That's why. Oh, he's just like, I have never burned a pizza once in my life. Thank you. <laughs> Bro, she on the pill, man. I ain't pulled out in six years. So um, <laughs> that, hey, that's the indoor thing. It's to the same thing, though, because that that's probably more more science right there than the pool air game anyway so good for you yeah you think and, and it's way more fun it's way more fucking fun that way see chris makes but, yeah. breakfast in their relationship and every morning there's a glass of orange juice with this little pill right next to it <laughs> now the question is is that the first one or is that the plan b one just in case no nah, what you do is you pick the man pill i could tell you a story it's... off the air <laughs> i like how it has to be off the air you pick yeah, the pill up and you stick on it on your tongue just to make sure that it's not a Tic Tac. You know what I mean? That's birth control. <laughs> <laughs> I can I, tell the story yeah, off air about that as well. By the man, it, it sounds like we're almost done with topic number one here. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think we should steer away from this one before it goes even worse. All right. Well, it's going to be a long time before I get to play this again. So here's topic number one. <laughs> Everybody's gonna pay. Cause the million dollar man always gets his way. <laughs> Gentlemen, what an interesting pay per view. Um, I think the matches that were held, whether they were live or whatever, kind of lacked a little bit. But. I'll be damned if the money in the bank didn't deliver for me at the end. I thought it was well done. I really enjoyed the results. And, uh, yeah, what did you guys think of the whole card in general? And, and you know, especially the money in the bank. You know, you know we got to hit that hard. I mean, I, I agree kind of with your breakdown real quick, where the actual matches were iffy to kind of eh. Like, Hardy and Starro was good. The tag match lacked a bit. That, that MVP, our truth thing, that was funnier than it was a good match. Because, you know, just seeing uh, Lashley come out and kind of give MVP the night off, and then truth thinks he gets the night off too. Like, that was that was a filler kind of thing, which I don't understand why you do on a pay-per-view with no fans that doesn't really need it. But whatever. Seth and Drew, that lacked something. I mean, it was decent. But I feel like it would have been better. I don't know if it would have been better with a crowd or would have been better maybe with a little more energy somehow. But that just fell flat for me. But I did love I did love the money in the bank one because they did that Scooby-Doo shit that I was talking about before, especially with Asuka jumping right off the thing with the big splash and running into the elevator. And then everybody follows. Was there a lot of stupid shit? Yes. Like, how did Dana not know? The briefcase was on the roof. That was stupid. Why did Baron Corbin try to stop Asuka from taking the women's briefcase? No one fucking knows. Maybe bro- I mean, Baron Corbin is just a dick, so maybe that's just the point. That he was really Gruber stupid. Two people. Oh, no, I agree. It's stupid. That's what I'm listing off things I didn't like. Yeah. But he Hans, he Hans Gruber two people, and then apparently Ray came mm. back. So that was nice, sort of, I guess. 
Undertaker's got his own room in Titan Towers to, you know, make, make AJ Styles want to shit himself. AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan turning the children around Vince. Okay, that was <laughs> awesome. I love that whole scene about, ha, you were scared. You told me to put the chairs in. I did, didn't I? Whack! It's like, all right, that, that was pretty good. And Otis, I think my initial reaction, I wasn't sure how to feel, but... As I was talking with the, you know, the phenomenally funky fresh AJ Belez while we were watching, we we went over the fact that he ate two two ladder shots. He ate a West Coast pop. He ate a black mass. He ate a phenomenal forearm. He even ate a fucking hoagie during the food fight. So, I mean, you got to give him points there. And we know he's good with his hands from all the time he's caught Mandy. So, catching a briefcase is cake. So, the man is magic with those hands and those fingers. So, Mandy is one lucky girl. That was my takeaway. Good good for Otis. Good for him. Chris? Yes. Mandy's the lucky one in that scenario. Okay, cool. <laughs> What the fuck? Dip, dip, dip. You gotta give him his flowers. You you are the facilitator of give somebody their flowers while they can still enjoy them. Let him have a little bit. Come on. Little bit. Little bit. Have it. I'm sure, man, he's in case he's getting his little bit, okay? Okay. All right. (laughs) She makes him wash his hands first, though, to get all the food crumbs up from under his nails. But anywho, moving right along. Unless he likes the aftertaste. You never know. Maybe it's chocolate or Cheeto dust. No, 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 no. We, we got to get you a girl, man, because there's no way any girl is going to let you or any woman is going to let you get 10 feet near her unless you wash your damn hands. OK, that's just I mean, how let this me introduce works. you to some of the weird fucking people I know. And then you, you wonder what the hell they want you to get near them with. But that's a different conversation for a different show. So let, how, how did you feel about money in the bank, brother? Well, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm talking about women that you don't have to PayPal predate. But OK, it was I. Right. It was all right, man. I give it a, a tepid thumbs up. I think I liked McIntyre and Seth a little bit more than you did. And, I mean, quite frankly, boss, all these things have low energy because there's no crowd. All these matches, like, that's just what it is. The Lashley segment, well, they're clearly building him to be the next challenger to McIntyre. So they're finally heating him up. I don't know if it's just going to be for a month or two or whatever the case may be, but that seems to be the direction they're going. The money in the bank itself, it, it was all right, man. It was cool for what it was. Some of the jokes hit. I like the the Vince thing. I also like the Brother Love cameo in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. and some of the other stuff, not so much. I, I've never been a food fight guy. Even as a child, I, food fights did nothing for me. Why would I want to walk around with mashed potatoes in my hair? That's disgusting. I hate food fights. Ugh. You know what I think the biggest part they missed on, which I know he's hurt and I know it's COVID, but it would have been nice if they flew Kevin Owens down there just for the cream pie spot. And if at, out of nowhere, Owens just walks into the, like, the cafeteria and gets hit in the face with a pie just to call back to the last food fight where we still don't know hit him in the face of the fucking cream pie <laughs> i th- you know just for a purely comedy stupid fucking thing happening i thought that would have been great but is it was it just me or did ray mysterio have the worst fucking night between getting sandwiched between naya and otis and then hans Grubert? what did that man do to deserve all that he's had the worst uh, couple of days because then seth puts his eye out on the christmas story side of the game so yeah ray <laughs> I-, I don't know what's going on with ray ray man who'd he piss off <laughs> but um yeah some of the stuff worked some of it did man uh oh i lost my spot oh you were talking about um the pregnancy being a, a covid decision i, I kind of think that otis winning the briefcase was a covid decision because out of everybody that was in that match he's the one guy that i thought yeah he's not gonna win it 
You know what I mean? Because yeah, every, everybody else made sense but Otis. So I don't know. Maybe he can do some fun stuff with the briefcase or something like that. I don't expect him to cash in and win because if he was going to cash in and win, you need an audience. Just like his WrestleMania moment needed an audience, uh, Otis Cash in definitely needs an audience because he does connect to the audience and he well, does have that charisma. Here's the caveat is they were saying a lot during the Die Hard Dash for Cash that it was a a briefcase for any title. And Otis being the simple-minded, lovable, you know, farm boy kind of style, you know, blue-collar wrestler that he is, I could see this going two ways. And th- this is just my playlist, my fantasy book in the head, so both of you get to weigh in and tell me how dumb I am. So, one, is he Let me get to- it out the way. You're a goddamn idiot. Thank you, buddy. Love you, too. So, one, is he, he tries to give it to Mandy, and that's Mandy's, like, turning point of, is she really a face? Or is she a heel, and her and Sonya were using him full well knowing that they might have been able to get something out of him? If she stays face, he probably cashes in for tag titles, because he's not going to want to leave his buddy behind when he won something. It doesn't make sense for that simple-minded kind of bullshit that he's had going on, that he let Tucky kind of go go to the wayside. So... I, I see it that way, that he's he's cashing in for tag titles or he's going to try to give it to Mandy and we're going to see where Mandy's character has grown. The Mandy idea, I like. The tag team thing, I don't just because the tag team titles don't mean shit and all you have to do is beat the champions in a non-title match and you'll get a title match <laughs> and they've already beat the champions in a non-title match. So okay, let's they pretend were the champions, they so. matter. Let's pretend they matter right now, okay? <laughs> Tony, would you like to weigh in? Uh, yeah, let me just add on to that, you know, fire fire of, I really just don't give a shit right now, so who cares? I think ah! it's totally Vince doesn't give a ah! shit. There's really I much, do... there's not a lot of validity to anything that's Whoa. going on right now. It's no, happening. No, 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 no. I'm supposed to be the one that shits on WWE. I, no. I'm not shitting no. on WWE. I'm shitting on, I'm shitting on, like, not caring about any of it. Like AEW is fucking horrible tonight. I can't wait to do that. I, I wow. could on a ring step and Chris would think I just love Japanese wrestling. So it doesn't matter what I say. If it's slightly negative, I get my balls busted. You are just like Vince is phoning it in. Fuck everything. I'm done with this. And it's just like, ah, words from PC. Everybody's okay with that. What the fuck? Double okay. standard. Number fucking one. Attica. Attica. Number- I, I'm the commissioner. Can, can I I'm, I'm going to have a triple standard if I want, fucker. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah. Hey. Next, next week, there's going to be a quadruple standard. Ah, oh, shit. Anywho, Tony, how long have I... Enough. God damn it. Tony, <laughs> how long have I known you, man? What, five years now? Something like that? At least four. And for this entire time... Is it fair to say that you've been somewhat of a WWE homer slash shill? Well, Vince pretty much listens to the DWI podcast. I can't exactly remember what I said, but I'm pretty sure I said a lot of the things that were going to happen that night. I know he listened and he took credit for it and good for him, but whatever. We talk about former uh, Texas Longhorn legend Vince Young. Maybe you're talking about former former Oakland Raider backup quarterback uh, Vince. Who's that black guy? Vince Evans. No, Vince Evans. I like Ferragamo as the last name. (laughs) Good for you. You're not Italian. Evans you're, you're is better than fucking Vince Young, though. I wouldn't want to be responsible for giving him any advice. Jesus Christ. Oh, Vincent, Vincent Kennedy. Vincent Van Gogh? Rapper, West Coast rapper Vince Staples? 
Vincent, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Vince Carter? He's a hell of a dunker. Is that why he can't retire? Because you're just telling him not to? He's Dude. taking 401k life advice from Tunney? He's playing forever. I mean, I mean that's right. Yeah, he's on the fucking Hawks. Like, <laughs> This was actually supposed to be his last year, which how bad does that suck? I mean, I guess he's coming back next year because this is only half a year. So he's got Tony needs a Tony. Get you a Dino Trap, man. Them shits work wonders, man. Seriously, it was just one. It was one little bug, Platt. I got it. I snatched it out of the air, motherfucker. That's literally the third gnat you've killed online, and I I feel uncomfortable with you killing animal living creatures. But anywho, get you a Dino Trap when you play this back. Dino Trap uh, promo code Jericho. And you'll get some money off of it. The the dino traps are a lifesaver. I live in the South. Trust me, I know. I like how it's promo code Jericho. So you're using his sponsors to further our stuff. That's fantastic. I'm just trying to give y'all some game, man. The dino uh-huh. trap is a lifesaver. Yeah. So do you see the Otis thing going any other way? Or is it kind of as uh, the wonderful double standard commissioner has brought up that it's just Vince phoning it in and no one gives a fuck? Well, I, I can't imagine Vince ever phoning anything in, so I, I can't go with that. I, I don't know where they're going with this. I, I like your scenario that somehow Mandy screws this up for him. I could also see I like your scenario where he gives her the briefcase because, of course, he would because she looks like she looks and he looks like he looks. So that yes. makes sense. But, uh, yeah, I, I could see us. But I, I think somehow, some way, Mandy screws this up for him, and it's uh, some big elaborate ruse. He's clearly not going to cash in. Like, they're going in a totally, totally different direction with that title picture on SmackDown right now. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, because it, it's going to be, what, Braun and the Fiend, probably, in the the probably. least surprising match in the world as soon as you saw Bray so... come out in his, like, fucking Mr. Rogers gear. So you're like, ah, he's losing. Okay. And, and, and eventually the Samoan sex god will be back on the airwaves at some point in time. And you know he's going to be thrusted into that title picture as well. Oh, yes. The Samoan sex machine and thrusting. I, I you, I'm all for that. Party. Yes. Yeah, yeah you mixed god up your Roman and your Sammy Guevara, the Spanish yeah. god and the Samoan sex god. Yeah. Oh, could you imagine that? Roman and Sammy Guevara as the sexiest fucking team right there. By the, the way, shout out to the Roman. sex god machines. Shout out to Roman. He's on a um, he's in a Netflix movie starring David Spade. So you don't think that, there's any chance that shoot? that yeah? Huh. You don't okay. think Otis could go ahead and ask for a match for the title with Strowman and Bray Wyatt ruins that? Lose. Yeah, Bray Wyatt ruins that for him. Yeah, that's on the table. The bottom line is Otis ain't finna be the the champion. That's all I'm saying. That's the the salient point of my whole soliloquy. Otis is not going to be your world champion or your universal champion or your women's champion or even your tag team champion or your intercontinental eh, champion. He might be a tag champion. Come on. Well, I mean, Come eventually, they, they've but given that Friday. The B team had the fucking titles at some point. The fucking B team. Otis and Tucker could get it. <laughs> you mean the team that was composed of the sons of WWE Hall of Famers, Mr. Perfect and IRS? I mean, that's the most positive way you can frame that entire fucking bullshit team. So I'll give you points on that for trying to make them sound legitimate. And then you see who they were and you go, oh, oh, they're the runs. They're the Danny DeVitos of the twins kind of genetic pool. So there we go. That that's that's great. Anywho, 
Money in the Bank. It was I, I give it a tepid thumbs up. It was cool for what it was. Obviously, I don't think well, Balls probably watched it live. Tony, I don't think yeah. you and I watched live or, or did you? No, I watched that at like ten thirty. Then I watched um Last Dance after that. Yeah, so I mean, it was quick I as hell. Though I do give him credit; it was done by before like nine thirty, nine forty-five Eastern time. So here, I do want to like this quick shit. That's good. Yeah, I do want to say I do want to bury a buddy of mine who you may know from the DWI podcast, the General, and he texts me, and it ends up like like when I finally start paying attention, I figure out that this is lining up with the end of the show. He texts me, "Who the fuck is Otis?" And I'm like, oh, thanks for ruining it for me, you fucking douche nozzle motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that's that was his reaction, too. He just laughed like that, like as if I wasn't really pissed off about it. I mean, were you, though? A little bit. I mean, I not, really by the, not by the time I told him that, like, when he laughed at me, but I was kind of pissed when I figured it out and I hadn't watched it yet, so. It was still funny for what it was. And I, I agree with, with Chris's tepid thumbs up. Like, it was a smidge above average, and that was mostly just because I enjoyed the Money in the Bank match as much as I did. Because I like the Scooby-Doo shit. I wish it ste- steered a little more into the skid with, like, Asuka and, and the uh, the mop. If she just kind of mopped the floor a little bit and put up the wet floor sign and then ran off cackling, and then you saw people slip and fall into each other all Looney Tunes style, I think that would have been a little better than just throwing a broom. And apparently throwing a broom at Shanna Baszler kills her because you didn't see the rest mm. of the match. So that's all you got to do is just hit her in the stomach with a broom handle. Y'all know who the janitor was, right? He looked familiar, but I couldn't place it. That was Bruce Pritchard's son, Kane. So is DB- his name really Kane? Yeah, because that was Kane was Bruce Pritchard's idea, and he uh-huh. that's like his uh, magnum opus. So to commemorate that, he named his son Kane. That's not, that's not a horrible hasn't... name. No, I'm just saying. No, I'm surprised there hasn't been a gift that goes around like all the internet. Where's you know, that? That what the whole that's gotta be Kane or whatever the hell. And then you know it turns out to be the janitor. So all right, that's uh, good to know. I'll I'll drop this uh, for kind of a uh, closing thought, maybe before you guys give yours on Money in the Bank. But DP and I had a bet, and uh, AJ the phenomenal funky fresh Adam Belez can attest to it that I gave DP five to one odds when he said that uh, Dana Brooke was going to win the money in the bank match. I said, she ain't winning. I'll give you five to one. What do you want to bet? So he only bet five bucks. So he was looking at 25 and it was so great to see her grab the briefcase in that (laughs) boardroom because I knew the briefcase that won it was up on top of the roof. And I'm like, she ain't grabbing both them motherfuckers. Ching! I wish you would have bet me more. And okay. shout out to the internet and the hashtag uh, journalist, hashtag journalism shirt you can pick up at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Everybody was talking about how they made the announcement, they, WWE, made the announcement last week that Becky Lynch was going to confront the winner of the Money in the Bank and everybody was all up in arms, got their panties in a bunch. Oh my god, they just ruined the whole outcome of the match. No, Mellon Farmers, it turns out she was pregnant and whomever won the match was going to be the Raw Women's Champion. Y'all gotta relax, let some shit play out sometimes, goddammit. True. 
and that also has to put to bed the whole Asuka's been buried thing, because aside from the NXT UK women's title, what hasn't Asuka won? She's sole survivor. She's won the female Royal, women's Royal Rumble. She's won Money in the Bank. She's won every singles title, again, except UK. So everybody that says Asuka's been buried just because she lost to Charlotte a few times or she doesn't always get a solid push and she's not always at the top, um, do they have a leg to stand on anymore? Well, to if you want the great prince, everybody can't be on top. Like, this shit goes in cycles, man. Mm-hmm. Agreed. If you want Tony, to pick, you were gonna say something. If you want to pick someone that originates from the East that's been buried, look at Shinsuke. Don't look at Asuka. Bong. That was supposed to be like the Asian gong. That that that's that the Asian mic drop right there. Yes. <laughs> oh, nice. So racist. You know, uh, I think the only way we can play out this this topic to go to the next one is with the Shinsuke. No, 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 I think, no, I think we no, should. No, no, no. He went for the no, gong. No, no. This ain't no, the gong show. We no, need to no. do the other Let's thing. Just, no, no. Let's compromise no, no. and I'll play this commercial. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshop.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshop.com. How did you enjoy NXT? Because I didn't enjoy AEW at all. Ah, well, I did the same thing I've done the last couple of weeks, and I watch them side by side. Because, you know, I, I found a wonderful, you, nefarious way. Even though it. I have it. Because you got it like that? Yes, I do, I do. So I was picking and choosing what to watch. And even though NXT had a few more developments as the show went on, and it was a little more interesting. Neither one of them were very strong, and it, it's 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 weird, man. Like and it, like AEW, that women's match was a fucking mess. Like Chris Baker I, I, is horrible. Yes, she is. Chris Statlander is green. Britt, ba- Britt Baker is horrible. Penelope Ford's not much better. And of course, Statlander's green. She's an alien, you son of a bitch. Thank you, you racist bastard. They're not all green. Some are gray. You know, we, we come on. Don't don't make me go down that whole rabbit hole of the different kinds of aliens. And, you know, even Sheeta doesn't get off nicely with this one because... Well, they all make every, her look every, bad. She's actually decent well, in my opinion. She doesn't help, though, because I'm, I'm always brought back to that story that Jericho tells about Benoit punishing himself with 500 squats because he sold a kick that kind of sort of missed and he shouldn't have sold it. Sheeta goes along with the flow of how the match is supposed to go, even if it looks bad at the moment because everybody else is going bad. So yeah, it's, it's, it's nitpicky and she is the best of the four, but it's not like she's raising the bar much. And it's painful because I like Sheeta and I've been the one that says, I uh, think Sheeta should have been the champion. And you, pr- you saw it this week because she actually gave an English promo, which 
given the fact that she's Japanese and she doesn't speak English fluently, that wasn't terrible. That's better than we've heard from Io, Kairi, Asuka, Shinsuke, all of them. Like, she's trying, and she's trying a lot more than Riho and all them. So, either way, it was messy. The Jericho thing was goofy. I don't, I don't know. Like AEW sucked compared. AEW is weaker, and it's probably been the. It was probably the worst show of theirs in a few weeks because I thought they kind of hit their stride, and now they kind of tripped. But my biggest problem with NXT, why does why does WWE in general make every submission wrestler look like a fucking idiot? I'm still trying to wrap my noodle around how in the world i can be racist towards an alien it's literally not even the same species like that's just so it's a totally different race no, and species nothing they another species don't have a race melon farmer that's just some dumb human shit species doesn't even that's sound us. good I, yeah but it's more accurate like humans are only the only dumb motherfuckers that have races ain't nobody's got no race you don't know that humans are the owners of racism maybe rhinos do there's they're what they're black rhinos Maybe really? the rhinos are racist as fuck. You don't know. Really? Really? You don't know. Really? really? Should we ask some rhinos? Should we get some rhinos to call in? Should we ask me? the wrestler rhino? We we have. Well, I think he's racist, but that's neither here nor there. That's not. No. Oh, rhino's a good guy. He's are from you, Detroit. He's ECW bred. He can't be that bad. New Jack would have beat the shit he, out of him. He ran for government <laughs> somewhere. That would have got dug up. You're right. You're right, he did, yes. Libertarian dude, I, I rest my case. That's a dig. That's a dig. That's a wow. dig. That's a dig. Wow. That's a dig. Motherfucker. That's a dig. All right. Very so, Jurassic. anyway, Very Jurassic. I, I, I ended with, I ended with the, the submission thing. Now, do you guys have a different takeaway or other, other bullet points to kind of pull from? Or any reason why WWE seems to hate submission wrestling? Because oh, there was the, that period of time where Bret Hart was really good. <laughs> yeah, how well did they draw, though? Exactly. I mean, my point... No, the point I'm getting at is recently, Shayna Baszler loses every time she tries to put on a fucking Hercura Fuda well, Vince, because they just reverse it, like and her. she doesn't know how to... Okay, but she doesn't know how to get her shoulders up. Then you got Timothy Thatcher doesn't know how to get his shoulders up. All of these people have been wrestling for more than four minutes. So they but should know... Uh, Ah shit! When people are counting, maybe I shouldn't keep the hold in. Like, is it is it overdone? Yes, but it's a good way to get out of a match and have a clean winner while not having the loser really lose anything. They just got caught slipping. You know what I mean? Like, do they overdo it? Yes. Okay, thank you. All right, that that's kind of but, the whole thing because just it's so overdone. It gets to the point of just ridiculousness that I get I get sick of seeing a submission a submission wrestler because you know they're gonna get caught doing something stupid, and then it's like what why like you blow you blow the person on oh they've got ten years of experience and they're they won catch wrestling tournaments all over Europe. Do they not know how to do a cradle in Europe? Like, do they not know how to counter an armbar? So has this is this new? Has this never happened before? Like, you can't build the guy up and then watch him lose like a fucking schmuck. So now they'll build it up and they'll have their blow-off match at the In Your House that they announced this evening on June 7th. I, I, I'm assuming live on the WWE Network for nine ninety nine. But let me ask you guys something, though, man. I don't know. What did y'all not like about AEW? I mean, some of the matches didn't hit, but number one, I think they've been doing this quarantine show thing better than anybody else. Just the fact that they have audience. 
that makes a big ass difference. And they're actually active and they're part of the show. That makes a big difference. But the match with the uh, what was it? The best friends and um, who were the best friends? Oh, and uh, the Jurassic. Lucha Brother or the Jungle, the Jurassic Jungle Brothers Express. or whatever the fuck they call them. The Jungle Brothers. Yo, man, when uh, You're when lucky Phoenix you said came that because we'd get yelled at if we slipped up with that. But no. <laughs> All right. And I'm glad you know your role. Now shut your mouth. <laughs> but when, <laughs> but when uh, yo, when Phoenix came out and sucker kicked Orange Cassidy in the head, that shit was hilarious. And then MJF came out of nowhere and he threw Luke Barry's son. And then all of a sudden they jacked up um, Marco's stunt. Like, yo, man, that was chaotic entertainment, man. That whole segment was awesome. I can't tell you anything about the match. Other than those two, those three points that I just pointed out, and I thought that was awesome. Chris Jericho versus Pineapple Pete. Obviously, I I wish Pete would have got a little more offense in, but that little little bullshit storyline that they were telling that was that's been cool the past couple of weeks. Pineapple Pete got a little bit of rub from Jericho, whatever, whatever. And we talked about a lot of legends that passed on in the past couple of days. I would be remiss if I did not bring up the brutal and senseless destruction of Vanguard 1. If we could have a moment of silence no. for Vanguard 1. We won't. We not can't. Really. It's not going to happen. No. I'll just keep talking. I, I'm doing I can talk it! For a really long he time. stole the man's t-shirt! It's okay. I'm I recording it and I'm editing it, so there would be no silence regarding Vanguard 1. And I'll take with me the memory. I thought you might go with these broken wings fly again. That would have been a better one. Two I'll, I'll, I had two highlights to the show. And the reason I said that I didn't enjoy AEW and thought it wasn't that great tonight is I thought they were they were building so well. I or this is just my opinion on it. I had liked so many shows in a row, and last week I enjoyed so much. And I think it was just kind of a drop off for my enjoyment level. Who knows? It could just be COVID, you know, uh, quarantine, crazy world, you know, recessment in my brain. But I love Jake Roberts. I, I'm loving him on the mic. He is so, so important for Archer. And I also did enjoy Vanguard 1 getting smashed with the bat. I, I You've seen it coming a mile away. But, yeah, grabbing the T-shirt oh, back boy. and then... Grabbing the t-shirt back and covering it with the t-shirt that was that made me that brought it full circle, full circle, you know, uh, even from the inner side out. But I mean, they're doing a really good job uh, building up that Cody versus Lance Archer feud for the TNA TNT title. We're gonna get to that. We're not gonna bury the lead, PC. I know where you want to go, and I want to go there too because I got some I got some shit to say about that. Um, they they're doing a good job of making me care about. Dean Ambrose versus Luke Harper for the title. Really? They're doing a good job of making me care. Yeah. I'm glad you I'm, I, I, Well, thank you, as am I, because it's going to make watching the uh, the show through nefarious means that much better. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> yes. to see the inner circle versus the elite fight on a football field. We had a, um, a little discussion here when that, that match was announced, and I'm talking to Amber, and she said, well, where are they going to find a football field? And I said, I don't know, probably somewhere in Florida. And then she said, Jacksonville. And then it dawned on my dumb ass, well, yeah, they've got a whole fucking football stadium. <laughs> Isn't it pretty much? Win the Jaguars. 
And don't they re- don't, don't they record right outside the stadium? It looked like they did last week because that's that's where they all posed when they did the middle finger thing. Was you could see the state you could see the field from the pose. So it it might be Daly's place might be attached to Jacksonville Stadium somehow. I don't really know. I don't remember, man, because I was at Daly's place this summer. And I can't remember, A, I was drunk, B, obviously I had a lot going on that evening. I can't uh-huh. remember. I know it's downtown Jacksonville, so theoretically that makes sense that the stadium is nearby. I just can't remember. Okay. But, it, hey. but anywho, let's get to the big news of the evening. Yes, I yes. know PC was excited about that. The Iron One. Iron Mike Tyson is going to be at, what is it, Double or Nothing 2 to present the winner of the TNT Championship with their belt. Now, PC, I I actually, gentlemen, balls, Tony, I actually have a a, a little bit of news here regarding Mike Tyson. So, PC, if you would. My neck is broken. It's final. Thanks, PC. Now, take this for what you will, but every now and again, I hear things, right? So what I'm hearing is that they're setting up a Tyson versus Holyfield 3. Nothing? Nobody cares? Really? No. I would rather see him fight Hager. Jake Hager? I mean, mean, there's footage of Tyson getting, like, back into ring shape. Someone was training him, so would it be out of line if he ended up in a match in AEW? Why wouldn't he be against Hager? Who gives a shit Why about Tyson Holyfield? Are we really going to do that again? I mean, I don't even know if Holyfield would would hear would hear of it. Of course he would. Was well, that a half an ear joke? It was. That's fun. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay, good. I, I, I'm thinking about their bank account. <laughs> I know Holyfield could use a check, and I'm pretty sure Tyson could use a check as well. Tyson's been doing okay the last few years between that shitty cartoon and the the Hangover stuff and all the like weird. Well, the Hangover came out in '09, balls. I know, but he's also got that cartoon, Mike Tyson's Mysteries, and he's had all that other stuff that's been on like ESPN. I'm not saying he's doing prime time Mike Tyson numbers, but he's at least come back into the black. I think. Oh yeah, he made a I'm lot not- of money doing his tour. Yeah, which is shut down right now like everything else. That's my point. No, but he okay. has made a lot of money doing it. People and will still a lot spend of money, money to see Mike Tyson because he's Mike Tyson. Okay, Sprewell, like- you can't fill your fa- feed your family on $19 million, whatever. And he went bankrupt, so he was right. Proud product from Milwaukee right there. <laughs> I don't think he was right. Like, it's, it's not ever stay like I believe he went to Milwaukee, Washington High School. Uh, oh, he did? Oh, he's oh, one of your Spre- boys? Spreewell's from Milwaukee. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. Uh, wait a second. Wait That's a not second. a good for wait, Milwaukee. Wait a, second. wait a second. Wait a second. I thought Spreewell was from Alabama. Go ahead and you check it up. I don't even need to check this one out. <laughs> Boy, you don't need to check this one out. Oh, fine. Talk Damn. amongst yourselves. He's just on some shit today, isn't he? Just Tony's just like, I know what I'm talking about. Danny DeVito movie. Devin, Devin Harris. Uh, I mean, you know, well, Milwaukee, Karam, Wisconsin. Karam, we know oh. Devin Harris. Karan Butler's from Kenosha. His mom Spreewell lives across the street from my dad. Alabama, Platt. What else? He went to Alabama. He went to Three Rivers, I guess, community college, and then he went to Bama for college. College. 
So there we uh, go. Fair enough. That that's where you got the Bama from. Yep. Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. How about Pot is War, the one where PC's Tony is right again? It took long enough, shit. Uh, he's not drinking as much as he usually does. That's probably why, because he's got work tomorrow. You guys are lucky we you guys are lucky we podcast when we do, aren't you? <laughs> he's more lucid tonight, huh? Yeah, Tunny being on point is just fucking weird. We're like, wait, that wasn't complete bullshit. He's actually right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I preferred AEW tonight. NXT NXT is missing the crowd more than any other show, I believe, because the crowd I'd is second, such an interesting. I'd second part. that. NXT had the title change. The Gargano segment was pretty good. Killer or Carrying Cross, you know that whole segment he had was nice. I okay, missed, I missed, okay, I hold on now. This week. Just to clue folks in here, Andrew and I literally watch, and, and Chris watches most of it, uh, AEW and NXT. I did not have a chance to watch any NXT except for the finish of Riddle and Thatcher. So what title changed? And I didn't have a chance to look at any uh, results either because we start we start recording basically 10 minutes after the show's end, people. It led off with the tag titles because Thatcher and Riddle have been defending the tag titles. They faced Imperium. Riddle got monkey flipped oh. into Thatcher, and that's what caused Thatcher to get pissed off. So Thatcher's whole reason why he walked out on him and Riddle lost that match was because he's like, I, I was told we were gonna you were gonna knock him out, I was gonna tap him out, and we've just been doing this newlywed bro bullshit, and you've been fucking you know, you know, basically all this hokey I can bullshit. See that. I get and that. he wants to fight. Yeah. So that that's where they butted heads and Gargano uh did you did you see the Gargano thing, Chris? No, I didn't, but I mean, that uh, Thatcher and... He talked so much line, shit about Keith Lee, it's fantastic. But that's pretty much where they were going with uh, with Pete Dunne and Riddle eventually as well. Like, that was the same storyline, they just got to do it with Thatcher, because I guess Dunne is stuck in England, is that what it is? Correct. Yeah, because, and because yeah, I missed the, travel. the Gargano thing. Like, if I'm Gargano's size, I probably wouldn't be talking shit to Keith Lee, but well, clearly Gargano we know where that's be- it. Gargano beat Djokovic last week and that's his whole point because he's got it on his tablet showing candies he's like look this dude's 6'7 385 and look how easy I take him and take him down I'm so strong you married that guy right there and Candice is just like yeah daddy I married him he's so good and then they just kind of went back and forth with that and then you know he's like and this guy took Keith Lee to the limit so that means Keith Lee must be a chump and then Candice kind of comes in with yeah and his music sucks too and she's like and you know who else sucks Mia Yim and she's all always around him she gets ah, handouts for free ah. and so you you know it's it's good of how course. they're kind of doing yeah. that yeah. and i also like the fact it's cheesy as shit but whenever they kind of go more serious with their comments they stare at the screen and it goes black and white and then you know they, they kind of change their tone and then the music changes when it goes back to color and then they're kind of more up but saying negative things so it's 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 just this fantastic like stepford wives kind of just goofball fucking horror show dynamic thing and it's it's great and you know dijakovic uh, not dijakovic Fucking Keith Keith Lee and Mia Yim and Keith then Lee. if, if Candice if Candace and Gargano that, that whole thing, you could see a mixed tag match there that breaks in their own singles matches. That could be fun stuff. You heard Keith Lee, didn't you, PC? I think I said Keith, but oh, is glory, for he is the 
I've been drinking since noon, so hey, <laughs> maybe I did say teethly. I met Keith. <laughs> and you wonder why the uh, the the office meeting went bad. <laughs> no, the meeting was at ten thirty in the morning, and that's what caused me to start drinking at noon. Maybe that's what Britt so, Baker needs. Is teethly, teethly. So that was bad, PC. You've been doing well tonight, but that was bad. Oh, yeah. Like, is like, Britt Baker cute? Did you say is she cute? I, I yeah. Wouldn't, I wouldn't kick her out of bed for eating crackers. Uh, I would. But. But she better not bring no cookies in that melon farmer, huh? Yeah, no thanks. I like cookies. I don't know. I'm just chocolate chip. I don't know. I never thought she was that cute, but I don't know. Lately, she she been looking decent. Chris Statlander, I think, is cute, but Britt Britt Baker. All right, we're done here. Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, there we go. We're done. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah, we're we're just. I'm done, not. Man. Yeah, I'm. I'm not excited to talk about this. I don't think any of us are. But here we go. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, that's the topic. We're good. There we go. Have a nice day. Number five. <laughs> Anybody? No. I, I'm one of my great regrets in life is that I'm not going to be able to dance with Amber to that music at a uh, WrestleMania. And let's just uh, whatever really happened. Um, let's just hope justice prevails. Topic five. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm okay with that. Is everybody okay with that? <laughs> yep. yep, I've been on five since like five seconds ago. Let's go. <laughs> Just when they think they got the answers, I change the questions. A little something. Ladies and gentlemen, we really do like to kick it once in a while on topic five and just kind of everything we've been thinking about during the week, uh, pull back the curtain as we've already said tonight. I mean, there is a healthy text string between the three of us and and Greg DeMarco is another producer of this show, uh, co-creator, etc., etc. Kingpin of the Chair Shot, shout out to Greg and what a lovely podcast he had with the lovely, the talented and lovely uh, Mrs. DeMarco this week, so check that out on thechairshot.com. But it's nice to get into a little rhythm here and, and shoot the shit on some secondary things. Sami Zayn, no longer intercontinental champion, Mr. Platt. Yeah, and everybody, this is another topic where y'all need to calm down. I, I mean, you know, Sammy is an internet darling, so of course everybody's going to rally to his defense in this particular scenario, but... Every other title is represented. And, I mean, WWE is also an easy target as well. I can't leave that out. But every other title has been represented and is on the shows consistently. All three of them. 
So why should the, as Tony would say, I don't know if I can say it like he says it, the Inchikanchiniento be any different? And yes, Sammy chose to stay home. Frankly, if I was a wrestler and I had the means to stay home, I probably would as well. So, yeah, I don't see this as much to do about nothing. Plus, let's let it play out. It might be part of a, a storyline. Even if it's not a part of a storyline, when all this gets sorted out and Sammy returns, he's got a legitimate gripe about being stripped from his title. So that's going to feed into his character development. So it's okay, people. Y'all didn't even give a shit about the Inter- Intercontinental title two minutes ago. But now all of a sudden they're stripping the the, the Syrian savior, Sammy Zayn, and now everybody's panties want to get in the bunch. Y'all got to relax, man. Like, do y'all really? Goddamn. I swear to God, balls, Tony, people just log on to the internet and social media to find something to get pissed off about every single day. It's got to be flipping exhausting. Why don't you spend some of that time doing some push-ups or some sit-ups or using it to self-edify and improve yourself? You know, when you're focused on yourself and your family and your friends and trying to create better situations for all of them, you ain't got much time to be sitting on the internet pissing and moaning about everything. And when I say everything, I mean everything. Not saying there isn't legitimate gripes in this world, but what you gonna do about it? Yeah, shit is fucked up in the world, but what you gonna do about it? I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pull out my phone and I'm gonna talk shit and I'm gonna get a hundred likes about it. And that's doing something. Yeah. And don't ever trust anybody that has activists in their Twitter Twitter bio. I'm done. <laughs> Well, that's part of the problem is that everybody's justified because of the fact they get that hundred likes and everybody feels like they have a voice because everybody's got an audience now. And you say one thing that you're pretty sure that there's a certain group of people that are going to rally behind and you get stuck in your little echo chamber and you think you're God for 20 minutes and that helps you through the day or whatever the fuck it is. But the the worst thing to come from this Sami Zayn thing is the false equivalency that everybody brings up where they're just like, they're doing a cruiserweight interim thing. Why can't they just do an interim intercontinental? There's a difference. Jordan Devlin is stuck in a different fucking country because of travel restrictions, not because he doesn't feel like coming to work. Now, granted, everybody has their reasons for not wanting to do things. Everybody's level of fear is validated to a degree, and how you feel is how you feel. But it's much like when you say something to someone, how they react is how they react. You can say whatever you want, but don't bitch about the consequences. So Sammy doesn't want to come to work because of the situation when, as you said, everybody else is. So they got to do something. It's still WWE's belt. It ain't fucking Sammy's belt. So put it on TV. Get something going. And this also ties back nicely to what you brought up a couple questions ago with Shinsuke Nakamura. What if the concept is he wins the the belt during this championship thing. So then when Zayn comes back, then they're at an impasse. Does Shinsuke just drop it to Zayn when they're supposed to be part of this artist collective? Is there going to be internal turmoil? Is Shinsuke going to branch off or, you know, something along those lines? So it could always be used as a way to build up a Shinsuke, a Cesaro, or a Baron Corbin who kind of languish lately in that upper mid card but don't really have a direction and give give Sammy a reason to either double down on being a heel or switch back to the, you know, Scott dancing fucking kids bop fucking face boy that he used to be. And this is the thing, man, because there is an infinite amount of possibilities and things that they could do with this IC belt to make it really interesting and entertaining. But 
it's WWE, so you already know they're going to do the <laughs> safest and the lamest shit possible with how this all plays okay, out. We, well, You already know. I know. They're doing a tournament. What's so bad about that? Oh, oh, speaking of lame shit, I need to get this out in the air just because this might be tunny takes of level of dis- like ridiculousness, but I was talking to my buddy at work yesterday, and it just all hit me in the flash of stupidity and genius all at the same time. So, our truth shot that promo on Tom Brady because he thinks Tom Brady has a 24-7 title, not Rob Gronkowski. Is he crazy? So what if our truth tries to sack Tom Brady for the title at a Bucks practice in a couple months or something like that? Then he's pulled off. Then there's a dog pile. Tom Brady ends up on the top of the dog pile, and he does win it afterwards. But then the offensive line, his own security, and everybody is there basically to protect Brady. So R-Truth builds this in his mind that Brady is Thanos from the Avengers because he has six rings and he's too strong. So he has to start going around WWE collecting people. Had bandwagon nerds. People don't understand the reference. Avengers was only like the biggest movie for a year. But what the fuck? So tell me that's not in the R-Truth vein of thinking and way of doing things where he'd like assemble six fucking jobbers or something like that to try to beat Tom Brady. Who's broadcasting the uh, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson golf thing? Does Fox have that? Are they doing Fox is doing that in some way or shape or form? Is it Fox or ESPN? I don't know. If it's Fox, I mean, what? <laughs> Right in the middle of golf, R-Truth pins Gronkowski because he's caddying for Brady. How cool would that be? But you, you, you had me initially because I'm thinking, okay, he's in the NFC now. I think Fox has the NFC games. You know, uh, Brady and Trump Well, somehow it's going to be related on Fox. This is going to happen on Fox. Yeah, Brady and Trump are friends. Vince and Trump are friends. Obviously, Fox and WWE are doing business together. Like, there, there's something there. I could see something coming up where our truth and Tom Brady are in the same space at the same time. I could see that happening at some particular point in time. And then you had to go drag Thanos into the discussion, man. It's like, bro, I mean, perhaps, perhaps don't start drinking at ten forty-five in the morning, sir. Our no, I started at noon. Thank you. The meeting was at ten thirty. But anyway. Our truth can't even keep people straight, and he can't even t- say the name of the title. So what if he just thinks he's in the wrong universe? Because it, it'd be it'd be wonderful. Because then what if he has to go into some kind of like fiend, broken universe kind of thing, and he finds Jeremy Borash to go into a parallel universe to get Michael Jordan to fight Tom Brady because Michael Jordan has six rings, and this this could just be the most elaborate, ridiculous thing. For like, uh, like they could drag this up for a year. It could be ridiculous. Okay. 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 Wait, wait, when's the last time you had so, a glass of water, sir? What's water? <laughs> let's talk about. Let's talk about. Let's talk what's about water? Chris Cruz being a snitch. Let's talk about that. Let's <laughs> make water. Where am I gonna wait? Wait. What are we talking? What do we were talking about? Water. Okay, so you know those uh, clear things that you put into your bourbon to keep them chilled and cold? Vodka. Oh God! Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Just checking. I mean, I don't. I don't use rocks. I don't. I don't like that. I like. I like my drink straight. So, like, I don't put vodka in my bourbon. That's a weird combination of things. Unless it's the Smirnoff vanilla flavored one, because then that's fun. Because then I could put it with orange juice, and then it's like a creamsicle. Jesus Christ! You're a lost cause. So anyway, Chris Cruz, which some of you might 
might remember balls if you're coherent you may remember chris cruz was a wcw announcer back in the day i uh, think he so it's, he's not related to tom cruise not even a little bit he was on uh, what about penelope cruz just stop talking for a second what about speed so I, to cruise control I, i'm trying to set this story up sir <laughs> you think you ever I'm played cruise trying. in usa <laughs> What if you ever listened to Cruising USA? Because Beach Boys, man, that's a good song. <laughs> that's Surfing USA, you dick. I thought there was a cruising one, too. Smokey Robinson. He cruised. Oh, see, now you're playing along. There we go. God damn it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who do you he think is... Fa- better than you. <laughs> Who do you think his favorite... Who do you think his favorite CSI uh, actor was? Who? Who? Anthony Caruso. <laughs> Is that even? That's not even his name, you dick. He's the actor. No, you talk about the redhead dude. No, I'm talking about whatever name I said. <laughs> <laughs> so, anywho, Chris. I was Cruz, gonna say, I know you didn't mean Mark Harmon because that's NCIS. That's that's the wrong letters. Ah, same shit. YMCA starring LL Cool J. Whatever. That's actually so, not a bad show, though. What, the NCIS with LL Cool J? Yeah, Robin, that's good. Eh, I, I thought it should be better, man, because I like Chris O'Donnell. I, I like the, Obviously, I love LL Cool J. It, it should be better than it is. I, I stopped. Oh, to be fair, I stopped watching after season one because it just didn't make me moist. Ah, oh, damn Maybe it. it better after that. Yeah, I was, right. Uh, I was doing so great. I thought I hit that. That would have been the best. It's David Caruso. Yeah, probably I learned a good. We probably that. learned a lot of acting methods from the legendary Anthony Caruso. So I'm glad I brought it up anyway. Boom, still perfect. Who the Baby. hell is Anthony Caruso? What are you talking about? He was Never. an old school wrestler. Oh. I mean, old school actor wrestler. Are you talking about Anthony Cruz? No, Caruso. No. Anthony Caruso. Well, he he's right on that one. What was he in? Badlanders, uh, Emerald Run, The Oklahoman, mm-hmm. Babyface Classics. Nelson. Like 50s, 60s good stuff, man. Come on. He was a 50s, 60s actor. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just said that. <laughs> I'm never, not you, that drunk. I know. You never, you never seen Hell on Frisco Bay? Can't say that I have. Well, yeah. He's not white. He's, he's not white enough to see Oklahoma in Hell on Frisco Bay. <laughs> he, played, he was in Tarzan. Oh, he was in Oklahoma? He was in a lot of Tarzan. Oklahoma, not Oklahoma, not the musical. Or, Oh, he okay. Were they uh? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Were they the Johnny Weissmiller Tarzans? Because if that's the case, I, I might. Oh, have seen this was like the '40s Tarzans. Yeah, that was Johnny Weissmuller, wasn't it? Oh. Or was he the '20s Tarzan? No, he was uh, '40s. I'm looking question. at it right now. He, he might have been the '20s Tarzan. I don't remember. I because he, he was an Olympic swimmer. I remember that. But yeah, I used to watch those movies with my uncle back in the day. The Johnny Weissmuller Tarzans. I but I can't remember if they were '20s, '30s, or '40s. Oh, the yeah, he was in he was in the Johnny up. Weissmiller one, and it doesn't say who okay. he played. They just have him in here, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so I have I seen him. All right, that's fair. They're not related, are they? How the hell would Johnny Weissmuller be related to? No, Anthony? he means Anthony Caruso and David Caruso. He's <sighs> tying grief, it all man. back Get it to together. His, his Freudian slip okay, earlier. So. How it's about we do Danny this? Danny Larusso, about... because at least we know he's not the Karate Kid. No, I don't think. They're okay, related. how about? How about we do this? How about both of you mute your microphones and I can get through saying what I was going to say and then when I'm done, I'll bring you guys back, okay? I highly doubt that's going to happen. 
<laughs> so why don't you take Chris your headphones Cruz. off? Why don't you take your headphones off so you don't hear us? And then we'll just have a little soliloquy undertone underneath what you're saying. It'll be hilarious. Go ahead. Let's try it. <laughs> That'll be horrible podcasting, though. It Hopefully to try it, but yeah, that would be horrible podcast. No, this is going to be good. We're going to do it. You're going to take your headphones off and do it. Go ahead. Come on. We got we got 11 minutes left here. All right. Don't take up all. Oh, shit. I should have I told him that before he went so, started. Don't take up those all of them. Chris Cruz, of course, he was a part of WCW back in the day. He was on Worldwide. And I think he was involved somehow with the hotline. His so, headphones are off, folks. For reason, he got a bug up his ass. And he called the Maryland Athletic Commission on AEW because of their last pay-per-view, which I can't remember the title of it. I was hoping one of these yahoos was going to let me know, but clearly that's not going to happen. The match, the non-sanctioned match with Kenny Omega and John Moxley, obviously there was a little bit of blood in that. And Chris Cruz, for some reason, I don't know what bug he got up his ass, he decided to contact Oh, he froze. You're not allowed to get blood in your wrestling matches. And there's a few other states like that. Maybe I know it was for a ladybug. They have a no blood oh, policy. And Kentucky's got some weird rules going on as well, which is they one of the reasons, the main reason WWE didn't have any televised shows there for and like 14, chicken. 15 years. But yeah, so the bottom line is he called and snitched on dry snitched BT Dub on AEW, and they were fined ten thousand dollars, slapped on the wrist, and gave a warning. I just try to figure out what bug crawled up Chris Cruz's ass. I don't I know what these yahoos are talking about. I don't really care. Yeah. It's probably not nearly as good as what I'm doing right now. There's a lot of jokes that we could have been getting off during this particular segment, but no. They want We're to talk about off. old 40s and 50s actors that I'm nobody gives a shit about. R.I.P. to them, and shout out to them. I'm sure they had their runs and whatnot, but what the bloody fuck does that got to do with anything that I'm saying and that I'm talking about? I just can't have topics. See, that's the thing, man. They get mad when you don't participate in the chats <laughs> and talk about, well, what are we going to talk about this week? And then you put some shit in there to say, hey, maybe we can talk about this. We can get a good few minutes off of this. Folks, and we've talked about everything he's wanted to talk about already. A little bit, they get it on the show, and then finally you talk about it on the show, and what do they do? They totally ignore it, and they shit on it. So it's like, what the bloody hell, man? What's really happening? Why are you doing this to me? Why? And the headphones are back on. You know that you had a, that was a hell of a rant there. Yeah, what? that was excellent. Thanks for yeah. burying us. Yeah, that was great. Or so you, you buried yourselves, Jim. Yeah. You buried yourselves. Or so you think. <laughs> you have no clue what happened until you listen to it back. <laughs> I know what happened. All the, the listeners turned it off. Yeah, <laughs> all the listeners turned it off. That's what happened. All right, I want to end on a, I want to end on a serious note with some serious news because I don't know if you guys have heard this and it kind of relates to what you're talking about and restrictions and rules and COVID and everything else. Okay. Today, the Wisconsin Supreme Court struck down the governor's stay safe home ban, and everything is basically eligible to open up. It's the first time that any uh, order of its kind has been knocked down by a court of last resort. I mean, eventually we do have to get back to some semblance of normalcy. 
But the problem is that nothing has been done to do anything about this virus. I mean, there's no vaccine. Well, frankly, I wouldn't take the vaccine even if they had it. But it's not like they're out here sanitizing shit. Hell, I didn't even see the congressperson spray a bench with Lysol. Like, y'all can't even do that shit. Like, nobody's doing anything to try to curtail this thing. And we're just going to let people back out into the wild, which is going to lead to COVID-2 electric boogaloo. And we're going to be right back on lockdown come September or October. Especially because September and October is kind of going into flu season anywho. So I get that we do need to restart this because if the economy collapses, we're really going to be out here in the Hunger Games. But at the same point in time, what has the government done? And, you know, not to I'm not going there because I'm nonpartisan. I'm apolitical. I think Democrats and Republicans are all full of shit. But what has any side of the government done other than make this a partisan issue when it's not? And what have any of anybody done to make you feel calm or safe to go back out into the wild? Has anybody done anything? Am I speaking no. out of school here? You fine. It's America. We don't fucking try to do anything. There's there's a reason why Korea and Japan and China and all them have started to come out of it before us. Because a they locked down a little earlier, and b you see the efforts where you've got people walking around in the the white hazmat freaking quarantine suits and the mass spraying down benches and spraying down areas and actually trying to sanitize places. We don't do that here. This is America. Like fuck, people can't be like you know inconvenienced to try to actually do something because that's probably the only reason why people are going back out even before or after bans are lifted is because they're bored they're sick of being at home so according to them it's done we are the most fucking just self-righteous arrogant fucking pile of people that we just think we sense we're bored with it it's it's over like I'm, I'm, t- I'm going to the park now, cause, cause I, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Well, fuck you. Maybe you'll just drop off. But like, you know, the, this, the good thing about all this is this is Darwinism in play, because some of the, the, the weaker of the herd got thinned, and the dumber of the herd is going to get thin. And yes, obviously, we've all known people or seen people that maybe just got the bad end of it because of underlying symptoms that people didn't know about. So there, there's exceptions to everything. But the good portion of most of this is just stupidity and not cleaning your hands, not washing your fucking ass. Like, this is the dumbest fucking pandemic ever. Like, this is just stupid and it's embarrassing that we have to fucking deal with this and have to fucking argue for or against certain things happening. So I'm I'm happy that Wisconsin's coming kind of back around to a normal state of affairs. Jersey still hasn't done that. I think Pennsylvania's penciled in for the beginning of June, but I don't know. Do, 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 Do people just really love their Memorial Day barbecues in Wisconsin? Is that what it is? I'm hoping the bars are open Friday. Yo, our, our shit is opening up, man. The governor here in Georgia, he just laid out a decree. The bars are opening up. He is, it's either this week or within the next two weeks. I don't want to speak out of school. I don't remember the exact date. But within the next two weeks, bars and clubs and restaurants are opening back up out here. And he's already opened the nail salons and the barbershops and stuff like that. So... We'll see, man. I'll let all the uh, I'll let all the dummies go out there first and and get that shit before I start tiptoeing back out into uh, civilization. I've been. No, that's kind of where I'm at. I I've been 
pressed to live life almost as normal. So I feel like if I would have gotten it, I would have gotten it. <laughs> I'm good personally, man. I got to, you know, I'm a conspiracy theorist. So I've been planning for something like this to happen for years. Obviously, I didn't think it was going to be a pandemic, but I knew that there was going to be some sort of catastrophic event that was going to severely alter our way of living. So, hey man, I got a freezer full of food. I got a refrigerator full of liquor. I, I got do. in-house buns. You I know, do, I do I'm have good. more. I do have more of a stockpile in my refrigerator than I than normally. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I got my uh, Power Air Fryer Pro Pro Plus. I just did some rotisserie Cornish hens this past weekend on them, which were did you delicious. get the replacement on that? Because yes. wasn't that thing? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't think you ever told us you got the replacement. You just told me they sent the ship broke. You're right. They um I got it last week. I got yeah, we got it last Friday. And then yeah, okay. this Sunday I did the uh, rotisserie Cornish hands. They were delicious. I even did some cheddar bay biscuits from scratch in that melon farmer. Oh, that sounds good. That sounds yeah. good. It's a yeah, good dinner, bad. man. Yeah. It's a good dinner. <laughs> oh. All right, so but, now you yeah. just made everybody hungry, so should we end the show so people can go eat? <laughs> Sounds good, man. I'm hungry. Shit. Where can the good people find you, uh, Belaz, besides at a 12-step program? <laughs> man, if it takes me 12 <laughs> steps to get to the bottle, that's the only time you're going to see me take 12 of them. But IWC Warchief on Twitter, that, that's where I'm going to be. And, you know, ho- hopefully meetings tomorrow go better because, you know, at least I don't drink when I'm physically in the building. That's just, hey, that's the beauty of work from home, boys, is that I, I got my liquor, my liquor nice and stocked up and um, stupidity hurts my head. So so booze makes it better. Booze, booze is nice to me. A lot nicer than than coworkers. Ah, Tony, how about you? So so Chris can get to his point later. Tony, where you got you can find me at PC Tunny on the Twitter. You can find me on that show known as DWI. Check out at Bandwagon Nerds. Uh, we got the PIW special on The Last Dance. And we're hoping to talk to one and only Frankie DeFalco again this week and see what his thoughts on Wisconsin opening back up and when he's planning on having his next show. Nice. I got to get back on Bandwagon Nerds as well. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at the Real C Platt. More importantly, make sure you go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. Again, man, if you enjoy what we do and the content we provide, show us some love and make sure we can keep providing that content that you love so much by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. You can also find me on Around the Blocks with Mike Knox. That goes up Mondays on YouTube and it goes up sometime on the chair shot. And again, man, our special pot is war breakdown of the last dance, the docu-series about the Chicago Bulls. We're coming up on the last episodes, and that's going to suck because I'm really enjoying what we're doing. But check that out. And let us know if you do like that show, man. Hit us up on Twitter at Pot is War at the Real C Platt and let us know you're listening because we might try to do a little something-something else for y'all. Anyway... Thanks for tuning in for to the latest edition of Pod is War. My name is Christopher Platt for Andrew Snowflake Blaz and Mr. PC Tunney. We'll see you guys back here next week. Same Platt time, same Platt channel. Until then, shalom. Hit it, Carly.
Since doing this show, have you guys ever been out in public or somewhere where this song has come on? No. No. Somebody played it at a bar I was at maybe six to eight weeks before all this got shut down. And everybody was absolutely shocked, amazed, and awestruck that I knew all of the words to this song. (laughs) Little did they know. And I'm doing the whole acting it out, too, because I know exactly what she's singing right now. I'm just like, below one eye. And I look at it, and I, and I change it up. I go, my scarf was an apricot. <laughs> nice. They went nice. Nuts. All right. I had to ask. I had to ask.